Hi everyone, Matt LaMarche here with Keller Williams First Atlanta and Selling Sandy Springs. This is part three of three of uh, the mortgage process, Simplified. Hopefully as easy as we can make it here. Um, but no, thank you guys so much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed this little mini-series here. Uh, but in addition, we'd love to hear some feedback from you. If you could shoot me an email to matt at mattlamarche.com and say, Matt, thank you so much. This is what I picked up. Or um, Matt, I would love to know more about this part of the process or whatever. We're happy to answer your questions. We may even just do it live here. Maybe one day we'll do like a call-in show. Oh, that'd be fun. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, let's do it. I think we should do that. That would be... I think that would really show off your skill of like thinking on the fly and being yeah. ready for just about any anything I might Dude, throw at you. Let's do it. <laughs> but anyway, if you got, I may uh, I'll put that on the Instagram story. If you guys have any mortgage related questions about the financial side of a transaction, I'm gonna give a Zach and we'll do like a call in show one day. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, so this is part three in the first uh, series and the first part of the series here. We talked about the pre approval, what you need to do before you find a home. Um, in order to find a home and to, to determine what you can afford in uh, buying a home. And then in part two, we talked more about the home buying process. Once you're pre-approved, what you should expect, what you should do, what you should not do, <clears throat> buy that car, and um, <laughs> furniture and everything else that goes along with it. Um, and in today's episode, we're going to talk a little more about just before closing, closing, and then after closing, the things you need to think about, the things you need to consider um, as it relates to your first or your next real estate transaction. So having said that, we talked about pre-approval. We talked about the days in between getting a contract, going under contract and binding, and then now we're getting ready to close. So let's say I'm a couple days away from closing. What should I expect? Um, Matt, so what since we're a few days from closing, we've already gone through processing. Mm -hmm. Once I get the contract, I'll make sure everything's good. My job is to get the loan into processing. Um, processor double checks, make sure I didn't miss anything. Also, they collect you know, appraisal, insurance, stuff like that, just some third-party items. And at this point in time, if we're a few days from closing, hopefully we've already gone through underwriting where the underwriter says approved or, hey, it looks good. We just need a couple things cleared up. So a few days prior to closing, we're, we're clearing those up. It might we call them we call it conditional approval, and it might be hey I just need a bank statement or something or I just need a pay stub whatever, um, or you know there's there's multiple things you just hey I just need this to clear this up. Mm -hmm. But hopefully a few days before closing we're final approved good to go. Uh, my closer uh, my underwriter once they approve the file my closer kind of hops in and they prepare going back to TRID, the closing disclosure. Hmm. This is that settlement statement you mentioned before that just essentially shows the credits and debits, what's going where, well, who's, who's, who did what, who's getting paid what, who's paying that money, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so the closing disclosure by TRID uh, requirements has to go out three business days prior. Hmm. So and that's three business days prior to closing. So what happens is my number should be rock solid, final, unless something weird happens, something changes, et cetera. Um, but they should be rock solid and final. Um, the HOAs and the attorney fees are the only things that are that don't necessarily have to be set in stone on that closing disclosure. Right. Um, once the once the buyer signs the closing disclosure, we're good to close. You know, we can we have our three days. We're good to close. Mm -hmm. um, now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to speak with my closer, who keeps working with the attorney even after the closing disclosure signed. She'll keep working with the attorney if you know if an HOA number updates or something changes, or maybe the tax prorations you know change or whatever. Maybe the seller just paid property taxes. I mean, property taxes are due next month or two, right? right. For most counties in Metro Atlanta, uh, so maybe their escrow went ahead and paid the property taxes before 
we thought they would. Mm-hmm. So we'll do like a tax proration. Hmm. Um, so we're just updating the property taxes and whatnot, just showing what that is. Um, and I'm going to make sure typically a day or two before closing, I'll call and say, hey, has this number changed for Mr. and Mrs. Smith for their wire? They're trying to you know, make sure their funds are good to go. I always tell everybody, if you can wire your funds by the end of business the day before, it's going to make everything just doing my Taco Bell smooth motion. <laughs> but it's going to make it go a lot smoother because then you're not worried about a wire. Because right. I can't tell you how many times I've sat at closings where someone's, oh, you know, I meant to wire it yesterday, but I didn't wire till this morning. And wire, I mean, most banks don't do instantaneous mm-hmm. you know, wire transfers. What they right. do is they usually send them in batches. Mm-hmm. So they'll do one late morning, and they'll do one at the late afternoon. Sure. So if you can catch that that, or that, that last batch, usually at the end of the day, end of the day your, your funds are there. So you're like, you know, Matt's got closing today at 1 o'clock. So I'm, I would have told the client, hey, make sure you wire your funds by the end of business. Close the business on Saturday, mm-hmm. if not Friday. So that way, money's already sitting here. The attorney's got it. They're like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Oh, here's the amount we have from you. This is the amount we needed. Perfect. Right. Um, so that way, there's just one less thing to worry about. Yeah, and it's worth noting, too, when you get, as a buyer or a seller, when you see a settlement statement come through a couple days before, that could just be an estimate. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, they're pretty accurate, but sometimes there are instances and there are things that kind of screw that thing up, and, and it can throw all the numbers off because where there's a debit, there's a credit and vice versa. And so I have sat in a closing where the numbers changed by like 500 bucks. So it wasn't like a huge deal. I mean, it was less than 1% of the yeah. deal, but um, it still it, it still makes a difference. And people like to know what to expect. They want to make sure that all the money is traceable and they understand the whole I mean, this isn't as simple as looking at your receipt from like Publix. Or yeah, this is this, there's a lot that goes into this, and there's a lot to consider. And if you've never seen one, or if it's been a while since you've seen one, there could have been some changes that have been made in the last decade that you may have not seen. So it's really important to look that over, make sure everything's correct. Because if it's not, you as the buyer, you as the seller, a you need to say something, but then b behind it, you need to tell someone else about it, whether it's your agent. The lender, the attorney, someone needs oh, to know that yeah. something's not right. Oh, and absolutely. Just piggyback off that, Matt. Like, if you see something on that settlement state, that closing disclosure, if you're the buyer and it does not look right to you, you call me right, right then and there. I don't care. I want to. I want to make sure because the biggest thing, and Matt will piggyback off this probably is, we want you to be comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. Like, we want you to know what's going on. Like you said, no one sees these things. I mean, the average person buys what three or four homes in their lifetime. Yep. So, and I'm just thinking. I mean. When I started doing this, it was before TRID, and it was a different process. Like right. I said, everyone had to print out those forms. Right. If you were listening last uh, the last episode, mm-hmm. um, now we can do it all electronically. But I mean, there's still, I mean, there's, and that was, you know, geez, that was just three years ago. We were yep. doing stuff differently four years ago. So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to keep changing. It's, right. And you know, eventually we're talking about just doing all electronic signatures mm-hmm. for closing. Right. So once that once that happens, it's going to change again. So. Right. Well, and I think a really important side note. I mean, I know at least here in our office, we have a whole disclosure about wire fraud mm-hmm. and issues. So if you see a wire request coming from someone, there needs to be a lot of double checking, triple checking yes. to make sure a that source is reliable. If you've gotten hacked on Facebook before, and I've gotten a <laughs> message from you, I'm talking to you <laughs> because. It's very, very easy to duplicate things and make them appear as though they're from a reliable source when they're not. It's scary. And so, and and it's even difficult for me as a professional in this industry to look at something and go, 
I don't know. Like, there's some instances I've seen where you need to, like, drag over some of the buttons and stuff to see what the email addresses are or what website it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Because if you use cookies like 99.9 of us do, um, 99.9% of us do, then you're probably susceptible to them having your information and, and being able to get account numbers and logins and passwords and everything else that will give them access to something that they don't need. So um, talk just a moment about that and how how that part of the process works because obviously when you're sending emails about a home, there are people that can fish those emails. There are people that can find out about that. There are friends that you know that could probably uh, find out about your closing or a house that you're buying, whatever. And, and might have access to things. So what should what should people look out for? What should people be in the know for? And and it's only coming from you. It's only coming from a reliable source. How do we secure that? But also, what does that part of the process look like? Fantastic question. So our email system is secured. It's a secured email. Mm-hmm. Most of the closing attorneys have secured emails. Um, if you see something, for the most part, too, I mean, I'm communicating via email and phone and even text messages and whatnot. Um, I, not to steal you know, the Hartsfield, um, I guess, phrase, but if you see something, say something. Yep. If you see something that doesn't look right, yep. say something. Hey, wait, you said this before, but all of a sudden you just shot me an email saying this. Right. Um, I actually did have a situation where my buyer fell for wire fraud. Mm. And it was one of those, I call them, hey, here's the wiring instructions. Here's what's going on. Um, need you to wire this amount to this, you know, to the attorney. There you go. Now, I got the phone. I shoot them the email with the wiring instructions. Then over the weekend, they got another email. They got an email from uh, someone else saying, hey, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly how this way. Hey, disregard that email. Wire the funds here. Hmm. And he said, well, that's weird. Well, he wires his funds there. Hmm. Oh, and the email wasn't even from me. It mm. was from his agent. Ugh. It looked like it was from his agent. Gosh. So then he gets another email from the agent Sunday night. Hey, I need you to wire another $12,000. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. He calls me. I'm sitting there I'm like, don't wire anything. He calls me. It was Sunday evening. He's like, why are you asking for more money now? I said, don't, don't send any mm. more money. Forward me the email right now. And when you, like you said, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. And I mean, like it's, it's one of the, it's like, I mean, he sent me both emails I got I legitimately got the phone with him, sent him the wiring instructions, and he gets an email where he's, I mean, completely contradicting mm-hmm. what I said. I was like, whoa, 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 why didn't you call me yeah. then and there? Yeah. I mean, you hate to use him as an example because he was pretty upset. But, I mean, it, you know, it, we, he, we were still able to get the home. Luckily, it was, I mean, he only lost, I think it was a couple thousand dollars, but mm. it still hurts. That still hurts, and yeah. you can't, I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. So, I mean, nowadays, I mean, I, don't, I won't send wiring instructions anymore. Right. I will email the, the attorney, hey, copy the buyer. We need to, you know, we need to get the wiring instructions over here to this, to this buyer, Mr. And Mrs. Smith over mm-hmm. here. Please do. And a lot of attorneys, you've probably seen this too, but they're saying call us when you're ready to do the wire to confirm because yeah. there's like there's a code in there. Absolutely. And we, we got to give you that. So there's, yeah. you know, we're taking steps, like I said, secure emails, and then we're just kind of making sure that that we're all, especially when it comes to the money. We're like the attorney and I, like we're all on, on the same page. Hey, here's what's going on. We're going to send the wiring instructions. The wire should be sent uh, either today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that way the attorney doesn't see it, they can say, hey, I know you're sending your wire. You know, we haven't seen it come through yet. Okay, what happened? Yeah. So, I mean, it's trying. To, we're just trying to keep everyone in on the same page and make sure that there is nothing that 
nothing fishy going on. Yeah, well, and I feel like where there's communication, there's clarity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, if you see something, say something. But also, if you're expecting to see something, if, yeah. if Zach says, "Hey, I'm going to email you tomorrow," and you don't see an email from him tomorrow, reach out, yeah, <laughs> call. Exactly. Like yeah. there, either something. I mean, spam filters still happen, and I, I know oh. I deal with it all the time. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the money part of it. You know, my one of my instructors during my uh, real estate um, licensing courses was like, protect the money at all costs. And that's the earnest money, it's the mortgage, it's the down payment, it's whatever it is. You're here. <laughs> because when you don't, when there's no clarity around the money, then we have real issues. Yeah. Um, and so if, you, if you're expecting something, and I even follow it up with over-communicate. I would rather get a call from one of my buyers or sellers and says, we wired this, we did that. Mm-hmm. We Send me an email, by all means. I, yeah. I'd love to have a paper trail. But at the same time, I'm not going to be complaining about you calling me saying, I just did this like you asked. Completely agree. There's never going to be a problem. It takes five yeah. seconds. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay, so we've gotten to the closing table. We've closed. Mm-hmm. The wires have all gone through safely to the correct people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've closed. We're walking away with our new keys to our new home. What else is there to consider when it comes to the financial side of this transaction? So chances are the closing could probably take roughly about an hour, mm-hmm. maybe give or take. Um, and you're just be prepared to sign a lot. Yeah. I always tell every one of my clients when we're going into closing, bring your driver's license and bring your checkbook just in case. Yeah. Um, so from there, transaction, we sign, everything funds. The attorney essentially asks, acts as the intermediary to, you know, hand off all the money. So they're going to give the seller their money. They're going to give the agents their checks. They're going to make sure that all the escrows and accounts are set, set up, whatever. going to pay the homeowner's insurance. They're just going to disperse all the funds accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, buyer's going to get a lot of information. They're going to get a copy of everything they just signed. Some companies, some title companies, some attorneys are doing it, putting it on zip drives now, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, some are sticking with the old-fashioned way. You know, we're just killing more and more trees. So they're going to give you a big <laughs> stack of everything. Uh, and if you have any questions about that, do not hesitate to call your lender because your lender is, was you know, worked with the attorney to set these up. So mm-hmm. the lender has a really good idea of what's going on. Uh, what you can expect soon afterwards, um, I, you know, once they record the title, you're, that becomes public information that you purchased that home. I mean, anyone can search it on the tax assessor's uh, website whatnot that you now own that home, and you're probably going to get you know bombarded with a lot of just junk mail and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a title scam. Don't do it. The attorney's going to file your you know file your title uh, with the courthouse and send you a copy for free. So if anyone's offering you to get you one for seventy five bucks, don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah, you'll you'll get one for free. Yep. Um, I know what we'll do is chances are, I mean, mortgages are hot investments again. Chances are we're probably going to bundle and sell your loan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it happens all the time. Some people will tell you that they, their loan's been sold four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not always exciting, but honestly, the only thing that should change is who you write your check to. Yeah. Especially with online bill paying these days. It's That's just, just part of the business. That's part is. of the market that, that fortunately things have changed in the last 10 years from where they used to be mm-hmm. to where they are now. But that's part of what, makes this industry tick oh absolutely. it's not necessarily a bad thing i think a lot of people look at it especially 10 years ago and go oh they're selling off they're buying mortgages and they're selling mortgages and yeah. they're buying it more and they're selling more and they're bundling them and it, that was a different time <laughs> it is that, and to your point like it, it it does make the machine keep working yeah. because i know my company we have x amount of dollars that we can get a hold of to fund loans because yep. we 
we do everything in-house. We fund our own loans. Mm -hmm. So by selling that, we're, we're getting that money back to go fund more loans. Yes, exactly. And so and a lot of these companies who will buy these loans, they're just buying the servicing rights. Right. They don't want to originate these things. They exactly. don't want to do the loans. They just want someone else to do the work, and they they pick up the interest payments. On exactly. It. Exactly. Cool. So after the transaction's closed, I walk away from the closing table. I've got my keys. Um, is there any need for me to be back in touch with you outside of referring all of my friends oh, and family right. <laughs> to, you know, to you. Well, that, you know, that never hurts anything. Honestly, I'll probably call just to check in from time to time. Sure. I have, uh, I get, uh, I set reminders for the anniversary of everybody. Um, you know, if you don't ever want to talk to me again, you don't have to, I, that, you know, it hurts my heart, <laughs> but, but no, it's, um, I mean, to me, you know, <clears throat> I, this is one thing that I really like about it is kind of, you know, I like following up with people a mm -hmm. year or two later and seeing, yeah. hey, what's going on? Oh, Zach, we had, you know, we've had two kids since I saw you. You know, we had, you know, we had little Jimmy when you met us, but, you know, now it's, you know, now there's there's three kids running around, like, mm -hmm. they love the house. It's great. Yeah. Um, I like that part. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to drop me a line or whatever, tell you what's going on, I'm happy to hear it because it's, it's, that's what, that's what makes this fun. Sure. Um, just kind of seeing, you know, I, I mean, one of my things is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the business of building community, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, I'm sure, Matt, honestly, Mr. Sandy Springs over here, I mean, if anyone's <laughs> trying to build community, it's you. Try. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, especially if you can link people together, like, mm -hmm. you just make it that much smaller. Yeah, well, and I think that's a really good point, because that's one thing that I have tried to do, and I appreciate the acknowledgement of that, is that, you know, I've had potential clients come to me about buying or selling, and then choose not to, for whatever, a multitude of reasons, right? But what I really try, where I think a lot of my value comes from is connecting those dots, right? So even though you don't use me, there's someone that I still know that can help you or can use your service or might be a part of your small business one day. You know what I mean? So like I, just because we didn't do business right now doesn't mean that we won't in the future at some point. And it may not mean that it's coming my way. It may just be going their way. And I'm totally fine with that. I don't have, you know, any remorse or any grudge against Oh, it didn't work out that one time. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Hey. You could call me and say your neighbor is going to move and give me that referral and I'd be just as happy, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think in this business, not just in your shoes, but certainly in my shoes, we have to keep that kind of long-term perspective that the relationship is more important than the transaction, certainly, or than the money that could possibly be made here. And that's ultimately why we're doing this series honestly it's it is to build the community it is to educate it is to inform but it's also so that you have a clear understanding of what this process looks like and honestly we're gonna to have to do this again in like three or four years because things will probably have changed oh, absolutely. again <laughs> right but that's the nice thing about being in this industry is that it's evergreen so nothing's ever um you know stagnant yeah. things are always changing uh, regulations are always changing financing is always changing and we just don't know what the next five to ten years looks like anyway. So, and then of course the market could shift, and that would change this whole discussion. Completely. That's right. So anyway, thanks again, Zach, uh, so much thanks, for uh, taking the time for this series. Hopefully, you guys have found it valuable. Um, if you need uh, Zach's information, it's down in the show notes here. You can call directly from that. You can email directly from that. Uh, and as always, if you uh, have any questions or um, uh, ideas for the show, if you want to shoot me an email to matt at mattlamarche.com, you can also uh, reach me on my cell phone, 678-687-4397. Uh, 
Um, but we'd love to hear some feedback. Yeah. And we would love to, I think, doing a call-in show, or maybe I'll just do like a video question. You can send in your question, and then we'll answer it on a live podcast. Maybe when we get to like five or ten questions, we'll we'll dig into that yeah. um, and give you guys some, some live content here. So um, anyway, thanks so much for uh, listening today. Please go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. It would mean so very much to both Zach and I. And um, like I said, if you have another show idea um, that you'd like to hear from either of us on, please let me know. I'd uh, I'd really appreciate it and uh, love to hear some feedback, both positive and negative. I was joking in the first episode that we're going to cut you if you don't get the response. I'm not cutting you, Zach. You're too good, and this is too easy. So I I just really appreciate your time. Thanks again so much. My pleasure, buddy. My pleasure. Awesome. You guys have a great week.